Podcast, where we are becoming better DJs through passion and purpose. And now your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and the whole crew is here. Yay! Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Modingo. What up, yo? Trip Turlington. Yes, sir. And Tony DeSero. Goody. My homeboys. And we haven't really sat in the same room for a while. Once again, that seems to keep happening. Yep. It's that time of year, right? The most wonderful time of the year. Yep, yep, that it is. So <laughs> just ask those people in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all my all my people down in Texas were just losing their mind, like videoing all the snow falling because it hasn't snowed there like in thirty years or something. Right, right. How much snowfall is there? Uh, I, I didn't. I don't know the numbers, but it was enough to like cover some of my friends' cars and front yards. So they were probably losing their shit. They shut the yeah. whole town down. Pretty much, I yeah. assume so. They were getting some in Alabama too, because I have some people down like in. Uh, yeah, we've got people in Alabama and yeah. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. You got some folks down there too, and, yep. and then obviously in. I saw Atlanta. somebody. Yeah. yeah. I saw somebody with a tape measure that had it right to seven inches. Damn. And the tagline was, I guess seven inches does matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. Hey. Right. hey. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see the snow. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. So our regularly scheduled program today, <laughs> speaking of the weather, right. uh, was canceled on account of weather, so or delayed on account of weather. We have an interview that we planned on recording tonight, so we're just kind of hanging out and chatting and catching up. So I kind of what's been on my mind. I don't know about you guys, but you know we're kind of coming to the end of the year and. It's that kind of time where we're always like reevaluating, you know, some of us do the New Year's resolution thing. Some of us, you know, just reflect back on, you know, did we make our goals and stuff? And one thing that's kind of been a sticking point for me, and it's something that I bring up every year is, okay, what did I actually do as an artist this year? And did I, am I happy with that? Uh, I know the answer for me on that is no, and is seemingly always no. Wait a minute. What happened on April 8th? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm just throwing it out there, bud. We're just sitting here no, having fair. a little conversation. No, 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 that's fair. I'm going to bust your balls. That's entirely fair. No, I played awesome Didn't gigs. I go out of my way to yes. put you in direct support for fucking Sasha? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I'm talking about uh, uh, as far as the create creation, like, uh, production, production mm-hmm. composing, putting mixes together, recording things, promoting myself, that kind of stuff. Right. No, the gigs were awesome. That gig in particular was I could spend the rest of this episode talking about that gig. Right, right, right. <laughs> Me too. Um, I just had to bust you for a minute. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, that is a good point. Now, if, if I'm going to reflect on the year, that's going to be the highlight as far as that goes. I mean, that that night was just, I, I can't get it out of my head. I think I've replayed the same kind of tracks I was playing that night over and over again in my head and actually on the decks, just like trying to relive the moment in my head, you know, it was just such a good time. And being able to play for such an artist and be able to support you guys. It was just, it was a lot of fun. And then just seeing everybody afterwards and seeing the show. The best part about that whole thing is when he like tapped you on the shoulder and you had like this big shitty grin. You're like, hi. (laughs) And then he scurried away. (laughs) Hello, sir. (laughs) Hi, Mr. Sasha. But as, as far as like adding to my creative portfolio, I'm just, I'm in a rut. Is it just me? No, it's me too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, so this year's been kind of wacky, you know, yeah. like it's just been 
one of those years where like I, I didn't plan on tearing my ACL and spending the next, you know, however many months in recovery and all of that stuff. And then, uh, you know, sticking with school, you know, obviously that that's a that's a big time suck for me, too. So, like, even when I have had a chance to, like, sit down and be creative, like 90 percent of the time. I, I like I'm it's later at night after a full day I'm exhausted and the ideas just aren't there so like yeah. I, I totally lose that motivation and that's that's an even further uh like that that even further demotivates me right because then if I'm sitting there and I'm not feeling motivated I'm not feeling creative I'm you know and and anything anything productive would you know probably help towards that but i can't get anything productive out you know it's like i can't write a track uh i sit down to you know put a mix together i you know i i you know start sorting samples or preset packs or you know just research something you know do something productive like and and just if i can't get any of that out then it just it's further defeating and so i think that's that's where i'm at um and one of the things that gets me out of that quite honestly is is like a collaboration type of thing but then it comes back to i don't have the time for (laughs) collaboration schedules don't meet right Right, then your schedule has to align with somebody else's right right and so I, I, I totally feel you like, you know, this this year I wanted to get, you know, logos done. I wanted to have a branding strategy. I wanted to start networking again. I wanted to start because I I literally uh, if if memory is serving me correctly, I've played no gigs this year. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Memory service. You had one, I think, scheduled, and that's when you jacked your knee. Yeah. 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 Wait, no, you did do a little the, the barbecue. You one. did the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do take that back. Yeah. There, there was the barbecue. Yeah. So, you know, but, um, you know, and, and I miss it. I, yeah. I do. I miss playing like, like a motherfucker. Like, that's, um, you know, for, for, you know, people always ask, you know, you know, if I play my own stuff out live and stuff like that. And it's like, no, um, you know, I, I've always kept producing and DJing separate because I get different things out of each thing. Yeah. So when I, when I play or when I produce tracks, I produce tracks so that I can play them out with other people's tracks and stuff like that. And that's, that's what I get the most out of. Is it that you get something different out of it or is it that your head's in a different Space. space yeah absolutely or both yep both but okay. um because my 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 approach mentally and emotionally to production is i'm going to sit down and i'm going to create something mm. for the purpose of creating a final product and present it out as this is a song that i wrote you know with with djing and trying to do incorporate that into a dj set then if I even if I do something really cool and everybody loves it, what if I can't, you know, what if I don't duplicate, you know, that? Yeah, what if I can't magic, replicate yeah, it? Performance anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and that's just never been my my workflow as a DJ. Like it just. I think a, one thing that's gotten me thinking more and more about that about the adding live elements or adding you know, finger drumming or sequencing or whatever it is to to a DJ set is like if I maybe I would do more studio-y things if I were doing that because it's like, well, I'm playing a set anyway. I might as well do my thing over here. Right, you know what I right, mean? So yeah. I can at least, it's better than zero 
<laughs> doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. But I also keep not doing that. So <laughs> I just haven't gotten anywhere. <laughs> we have that episode advice for busy DJs and mm, busy DJ, oh, DJs with day jobs. Yeah, exactly. And this year I followed none of my own advice. Mm. Like, I, you know, I, I, I still stay up late, but you know, a lot of that time is, you know, either spent studying or, or whatever and stuff like that. And it, just actually trying to sit down and, and, and write something or stand up over here and, and try to play something out. And it just, it's just not there. Like, yeah. And the worst part is, is that like I'm I'm still curating music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, so you're ready. Grows and grows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I probably bought more music this year than I did last year, if not the two years combined uh, before this year. Oh. Um, yeah, like this year, like was a great year for me as far as like like halftime drum and bass, a lot of tech step and. Um, tech step neurofunk type mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, a techno was a big one for me this year. Like there was a bunch of great techno that came out. Mm-hmm. I just I, every time Beatport was like you know Having doing one sale, of those yeah. like progressive discounts, <laughs> I was all like, "Yep, there it goes." <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. fifty more bucks. Thanks God. for turning <laughs> me on to that, by the way. Well, yeah, like, and oh, it, it was it was a crazy year because I, I I just I couldn't stop myself. I was all like, "Oh my gosh." That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. Oh my god! And then Beatport, of course. Um, I don't know when they implemented it. It's been around for a while, but then they've got the, the per- if, if you like this, then you might like that. Uh, yeah. and, and of course, I go click, 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 yeah. click. Oh, yep. Yeah, there's yeah. another one. There's another one. And it's been out for five years, but right. but hey, it's, it's still dope. It's yeah. still dope. I'm just gonna buy another it anyway. version of getting lost on Wikipedia for like twelve hours just by clicking links. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How am I reading about like? This is worlds different than where I started. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but that's a, that, that's actually a pretty cool music discovery method, though, I've noticed. Like, doing that or yeah. instead of using that, like, any basically any kind of, like, place to go from wherever you are in Beatport that's related to that current song. So check out the, that label, uh, the person that remixed that or whatever. Take some clue from that song and then see what else you can, you know, how you fan off. off. Yeah. Right. And I, I do almost all of my shopping that way. I'll just pick you know, Beatport or wherever I am, and I'll just do that and just see if I can branch out and find something instead of looking with more intent. You know what I mean? Right. Because then it feels more like discovering a gem. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, like crate digging. Almost. Like crate digging. Yeah. 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 Ever since I jumped onto Beatport, I really appreciate them, whatever their algorithm is, it steers me towards other things that I would have not found on my own. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate that about Beatport. Basically, shopping on Beatport's pretty pleasant if you avoid charts, which is the whole point. Right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you if you stay away from top charts, I mean, not sure. artist charts. Right, right. You know, I mean, for for certain cases that those work too. But I mean, as far as discovering new cool things, yeah. you know, stay away from the methods that are intended to do that, and you find some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So what are we going to do with all those uh, zillions of tracks that you bought this year and haven't played anywhere? Hopefully I'm going to release at least six mixes <laughs> in 2018. Oh, you know what we should do is I'll come up with like a like a list or, or a goal or something or a challenge. We should do a challenge. We should figure out what it is by New Year's and then like set some date, some goal, and then figure out how to do that and mm. then like report back and like put it in the passionate DJ calendar or something and be like, uh, yeah. uh, release two mixes by blah, 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 or 
we'll start a new whatever by this date or something like that and the, or get a thousand fans on Facebook or whatever the goal is. And that's one thing that I've brought up before is I, I sometimes feel like I need a project or a a goal or an assignment or something. An external source of a motivation. A due date. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just some because it's like forcing yourself I think to your point trip like forcing yourself to just be creative whenever for no reason it just sometimes that doesn't work but if it's like hey I have this show here's what we do on the show I think you could put something together that fits the sound what do you think then it's then the wheels start turning like oh how do I get this and that to fit in and what should tempo should it be and then it then the wheels start turning but when it's just a blank slate it's like uh, it's like writer's block oh yeah big time Mo, you've played probably the most gigs out of all of us this year, I would say. <laughs> you got any highlights? I've I've had the most work, I wouldn't say I played most the most. Work. Yeah. Uh actually probably that the big breast cancer fundraiser. Yeah, t- so tell us about that. How'd that come about? So that's the one where um so I throw that CrossFit competition every year that ties into the breast cancer fundraiser. And for that I wasn't really de- I was just playing music. It wasn't like I wasn't out there trying to do a show and dazzle everybody with my skills, but just kind of being a background to the events that were going on. And I actually wound up working out really well because during the course of that event, they raised, I think $120,000 um, just that night to combine with everything else they raised throughout the year. And the part where we talk about the value added with trip always brings that up. So I actually, what was it? I think Monday or Tuesday, I just kind of shot a follow-up email to the girl that, asked me to do that event and I was like hey I know you guys had mentioned a New Year's event you know are you, are you guys still needing any support for that or any help and then they fired back Wednesday <laughs> and they asked if I could do their New Year's Eve event I'm like oh yeah sure cool I can I can do that I'm like where is it and they're like oh it's at Austin Landing so for us Austin Landing is this big outdoor shopping center um, kind of like the new kind of mall that a lot of major cities are starting to develop where it's all outdoors, open air. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can, I can do that. You know, so what are we talking here? You know, it's like, well, last year it it wasn't as big as we wanted. You know, we only had about 1500 people, but this year we're shooting for like 2000. And I was like, where is this? Austin Landing. Landing. Uh, They actually asked Seth to sing there after we did the hunks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They wanted Seth to do new year's there that year, but it never happened. But yeah, they said it's a really, really big party. Yeah. <clears throat> they have yeah, a so, huge heated tent and stuff. Yeah. So then they're like, yeah, we're shooting for 2000 this year. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> I can do that. So it's like, I'm wow. just going to be doing, um, I mean, it's going to be wind up being top 40 stuff. You know, I'm yeah. not going to go up there dropping all this heavy drum and bass and things like that. Cause yeah. I'll just get the crickets in the headlights and all that stuff. But um, they, they have a live band that's headlining and I'll be doing stuff like in between their sets and warming the crowd up until the band comes on and doing some emceeing. How long are and, your spots? Uh, is it I'm, like fifteen minutes or like an hour? You know what I mean. I think the I think the initial spot is like an hour, hour and a half. Oh wow! And okay. then the band goes on for an hour, takes a break, then another hour, and then that leads up to the end of the show. So you have quite a bit of playtime. Yeah. So I just need to get up to speed on uh, top forty really quick in the next uh, like fifteen days or so. I'll, I'll just use the charts like you said not to do, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, the charts make perfect sense for that scenario. <laughs> right, right. But uh, the cool part about that is, you know, just me volunteering for one, well, significantly larger event in the, you know, earlier in the year has led to this pretty decent sized thing at the end of the year. So, you know, a little nervous, a little excited, but 
it's not worse than anything I've ever done before. So kind of exciting and just gives you an opportunity to play for a different crowd that I haven't played top 40 in, in years. So, so put your long johns on and some, I'm gonna get my skids, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to that. And I think I'm going to actually try and do a gig log with that. Um, just to try and work on my social media exposure and stuff like that. Kind of like how you've been doing those. Oh, like a, like a, a vlog, a vlog. Thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like just throughout the course of the day leading up until they, they've dropped the ball and everything at midnight. So more to come on that. Tony on the road this year, anything you want to talk about? Well, I did put a mix out. Remember yes, that's you did. true. The you first did. one in 12 years. You did. Yeah. You beat all of us. On yeah. That I was going to say right? leg up on all of us on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a good one too. Yeah. Thank you. And it reached top 100 progressive charts on Mixcloud. Woohoo! Yeah, boy. Awesome. <laughs> it's still up, right? On yeah, Mixcloud. Yeah. yeah, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and I, you're hosting it too. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it, the downloadable version. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, let's drop that mix in the show notes, and you guys should check it out. I mean, how would you describe that mix uh, style-wise? Fire. Fire. <laughs> um, proggy, but not super deep. More. Yeah. Um, it had uh, a lot of emotion to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was titled Lost and Found. Lost and Found. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. 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 I. I. Man. When was the last time I recorded a mix? Was it the Zombie Hotel? It might have. Well, it might have been the last one you produced, right? That's definitely like the last studio mix, uh-huh. like sitting in a room working on one that I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have other, you know, live stuff, live recordings floating around. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And that was fifteen. The ho- uh, hospital probably was. Yeah. The other one was before that, year before that. Yeah, that, and that's another thing. Like, I think as far as getting in the studio and, and doing work where I shut other people out and, and concentrating on creating something, I think part of my problem is location of my studio, yeah. which is the basement. Mm-hmm. And our our basement is like half finished. So... There are a lot of, for instance, exposed walls, so it's really cold down there <laughs> this time of year, for example. Um, it's kind of like the bathroom down there is there's no walls. You know, it's like it's like half finished, right? So it's just not a great... That like, just means you can still listen to the beats. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can still see the screen. Yeah. Right. It's, I have this really nice studio room, and then everything else down there is nasty and half finished and stuff, you know? Sure. So it's not a very inspiring place to be. Right. I don't go down there unless it's with intent to do something like that. Whereas my decks are in a place where I can just go and like, oh, I'll play for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm, I'm kind of feeling like if I put my studio PC somewhere that I touch all the time anyway, maybe Kitchen. it'll just get the, yeah, <laughs> whatever works, seriously. Like, or you could put it in the bathroom. <laughs> or start doing it on my laptop maybe right? instead of a desktop PC. You know, that was just a big to, switch for me this yeah. year. Was it, well, one, I'm going to Mac in general. Yeah. You joined the evil empire, right? Mm-hmm. Switching to Mac in general, but um, and and it's a it's a, a decision I don't regret at all. Like the what because even when I had my my knee injury after I had surgery, I had that MacBook and I was able to crank out one track, you know, it, it, while I was recovering. You mm. know, I, I had, did I had I not had that. Uh, laptop, then I wouldn't have been able to do that, um, which was which was all cool. But like for me, like that was that that was that that's been one of the best things about this is not being 
locked into this room yeah. when when I want when I have the time to at least crank out an idea or to to play with an idea and then ultimately throw it away. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because it, it plays to your other point earlier, where you you were talking about just getting in the studio and doing something, even if it's not like. I have this creative energy inside me that I need to get out. It's like, okay, maybe I'll just go and fool with my sound packs for a while right, or create right. a new preset or, or whatever, mess with sound design yep. and just to get in there and start the process. Cause that's how the inspiration comes is when you're fooling with that stuff. You right. know, it's like you don't give yourself any opportunities. Yep. You get stale, you know? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I kind of share your, your, uh, sentiments with the, the playing gigs. I, I played, you know the ones that I did were were the best gigs ever, but I think other than Sasha, you know, I played one did or you, two. Did shows. you play therapy this year? Was the Ohio Classic? Was that this yeah? Year? Uh, that well, that would have been. I think that was they last did it year. this year. Did they do it this year? Yeah, but you didn't play. Okay, I played something there. Uh, was maybe Mike Donovan show. Uh, was that this year? I don't no, know. No, that was 2016. Yeah, that was 16. Did we do... No, that was... I'll say we didn't do January. So this is the problem, right? Like, obviously, I didn't play very much. <laughs> I'm really struggling here to come up with what it was. <laughs> we had a couple jam sessions in the garage. That's true. Yeah, and I do I do play solo, you know, just with nobody around just to just to do it, even if it's for 15 minutes or, or something. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like if I don't go beat match a record every now and then, I'm going to lose it, right? So I just <laughs> go do it every now and then. Right. Play five records, like, okay, I feel better. I can still do it. Yeah. I, um, you know, from being on the road a lot, one thing, I, I've been so in the techno mm. and that just that world, and everything that I listen to has just been nothing but techno, tech house, and progressive, and just like, you know, more underground electronic music but being at these festivals and and you know getting to witness some of these newer acts that these kids are really into like mm -hmm. some of the rap and stuff some of it's actually I, i've kind of grown to like some of it yeah. now that i've actually given it a chance so i mean you have to dig through a lot of the bullshit obviously like yeah, any music but sure. it's actually you know stopped me from just going one directional in music yeah. and really like expanding my mind on this stuff. It's because being three dimensional. Dot <laughs> 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 com. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, it, it's, I've noticed, you know, playing a lot of, playing out a lot and really just sinking into the techno world and just that world of music that I, I stopped listening to everything else for mm. the most part, yeah. you know, and I've always grown to like, all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. I've always liked all kinds of music. Yep, and I just, I stopped listening to it and everything that's new, everything. And you're in a techno echo chamber. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and that's one good thing that being on the road and that's really getting cool. to see all these guys and stuff. There was a guy, um, I'm pretty sure that I showed you when you were at the house. His name is St. John. And this guy, we did two shows with Pepsi, one in Lexington and one in Columbus. And doors were at six. This guy performed at seven o'clock. Everybody was there to see Carnage, which didn't go on till eleven. You know how shows are. Mm, Nobody yeah. really comes. You know the first couple hours. You have to. Yeah. They, anyway, this guy. There was maybe fifty people in a room that holds a thousand, and this guy performed like there was ten thousand people yeah. in the room. Mm. And I was like, wow, this guy's a really, really good performer. And after the night, you know, I went home and uh, or back to the hotel rather, and 
pulled him up on on YouTube and actually listened to his a few of his songs and man is he very very good and then we mm. had him the next week in Columbus and you know I told him I'm like man you gained a fan that's for sure you know like really really impressed me and and, and being on the road and 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 seeing some of these guys and you know and it's just opened me up to listen to that's really cool them. man like there's that's the best outcome one of the best outcomes you could ask for mm-hmm. for doing something like that is like wow this opened my eyes to a new right. form of music mm-hmm. that i didn't really pay attention to before because yeah, you, know? you get i mean you get, the only thing that i knew about rap from the last year to two or let's say two years all i've heard is mumble rap mumble rap yeah. mumble rap mm-hmm. right. you know and you have like your um little uzi vert your little yachties and and just those guys and a lot of them do have the same kind of cadence if you will mm-hmm. but like there are some things that are out there that are actually pretty decent when you sit down and you give it an opportunity yeah. you know and that's something that i just never did because i didn't follow that world right i same thing happened to me this year because i did a lot more less of the athletic stuff mm-hmm. and i actually did uh, a homecoming in a high school um i've done a uh, couple like uh birthdays and i did i've just done like two christmas parties and they were all younger crowds mm-hmm. and after enlisting the help of my kids mm-hmm. and the younger guys that i work with i've actually kind of started to actually listen to some yeah. of the newer stuff so this last christmas party i kind of like okay let me take all the information that i've been given this past year and see if i can make this work Mm-hmm. And it was like the ratchet alarm went off at that last Christmas party because, like, I had I had asses shaking on the floor, and I was I was even impressed with myself. Yeah. And, and even my wife Melissa was like, "Wow, I didn't know you were listening to any of that stuff." I was like, "Well, I wasn't, but I've been paying attention to what." You must hot. not know about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I was really proud of the fact that I actually, you know, quit being the old man, you know, bitching about yeah. this new rap, and I actually was able to understand what they appreciate mm-hmm. and just you know like i said like my buddy said you know man the ratchet alarm went off as soon as you start <laughs> dropping some of them tracks and right I was like, wow that's kind of it did didn't it so that, that was that was cool for me yeah it was so for me like if if this is just an unfortunate step in hip-hop in order to take it to the next level and get to the next cool thing yeah we, we had to suffer through happy hardcore oh so. jesus never <laughs> never again Never again. <laughs> but talking about trends, though, one thing I did notice, which I wasn't really hip to, is how much these younger guys like '90s hip hop and just mm. '90s '90s tracks across the board. Yeah. And kind of looking back at my stage in their lives, oh, I think God. that's no different than me like rocking out to the doors. I was just going to when say, I that's... was like in junior high and high school and thinking like this was some new shit that no one had ever heard before. Right. I just realized that's because that's what their parents listen to. Exactly. Oh God. That yeah. Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, and, and, and to speak to that point, so uh, Nico was helping me do security um, for a couple events over the past two weeks. He did help me do one with Tony, then helped me want do one uh, that Asylum reunion. Mm-hmm. So the, the Asylum reunion was all industrial music. So right, right. you know, you know, all '90s basically industrial all that stuff like that. Yeah. And I think uh, Matt Freeman he. Uh, he played a, I think, Poison by a Prodigy, mm-hmm. and he he recognized the beat, and he was like, "I feel like I've heard this song before." I was like, "Dude, because I probably played it a million times while you were cooking inside your mother's stomach." Right. <laughs> you know? right. So it was it was cool for me to watch him listen to the music that was around during his infancy, 
but for him to still have like some correlation like i like this is familiar yeah that was really kind of cool yeah for sure for sure you know the most recent thing that we all did at the same time was the j flip show that uh, Tony's company, Three Dimensional Entertainment. For those who are not aware, um, Three Dimensional Entertainment throws the uh, most super duper ninja awesome EDM and techno and all kinds of shows here in the Dayton area. Um, Tony and his partner Billy. Chris, yes. And uh, so he brought J Flip, and I was upstairs listening to one of the uh, openers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was uh, somebody. Kamikaze, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, and I came up. Yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah. somebody walked by and said something about the downstairs, and I was like, okay, interesting. And then Mo came up, and he's like, dude, have you have you heard the downstairs artists yet? And I was like, no, I've, I've been up here the whole time. He's like, you got to go check them out, man. They're pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll have to do that. And then I just kept on dancing, you know, whatever, and hanging out. And then Tony's like, just blowing Mo off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll have to. Fuck I me, have, right? I have, yeah. <laughs> so fuck me, right? <laughs> fuck me. I was like, oh, you know, I got half an hour or something, you know. And then Tony comes over. And he's like, I got to take you downstairs and listen to these guys. I'm like, all right, fine. All right. Point taken, right? So I go down there and it's Crystal Grid, is uh-huh. right? Yes, sir. So, Wow. That, that's a good way to yeah yeah right so it, completely different style than j flip you know it, it, it's kind of what three-dimensional does is like hey here's a couple different things you know and so i go down there and there there's a guy and he's just like belting it out on the saxophone while the other guy's djing and i'm like okay cool and i'm like watching i'm like wow he's really jamming and then they get on the microphone and then the dj gets on the drums and i'm like Whoa, the this is just like, there's like half a live band here. What's going on, <laughs> yeah. you know? All right. What's up with those guys? How would you get involved with them? Because they are dope. I I went to Therapy Cafe on an EDM Tuesday. I want to say it was Kim that posted it. And it had said something about um, live instruments during the act or something. I forget what the post said. So I wanted to go check it out. And uh, I went and I was just... Like, wow, these guys are really good. Now, the music that they were playing, I'm not familiar with, so I didn't know if it was their their own original music right. or if they were playing already done music and just doing sax lines over it and, and stuff like that. But um, either way, I mean, they had the energy and, and, and all that stuff. So um, I was really impressed. I talked to them that night uh, for a minute before they went on because I had to leave. I was leaving out of town the next morning. Um, and... They asked me if we could meet up the following week, so we did, and um, you know, just kind of, kind of talked. I wanted to kind of pick their brains, see where they wanted to go, and what they were trying to do, and things like that. And he had told me he had uh, an original track that it was being mastered, and I was like, "Cool," um, you know. And they were asking me my advice. Well, come to find out, the saxophone player uh, Cody. He's a grad student at UD. He's got a full-ride scholarship, and he was listening to us prior to moving here, kind of like yep. Mo, you know? And, um, hey, uh, the, the seat's taken. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, I will fight both of you to the death. And all the houses around here are occupied now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, so we just, we just got to, to talking a little bit, and they asked me... Um, you know, what they need to do. And I was giving them some advice and some, you know, just small advice as artists coming up. And um, I was going out of town. So I 
we decided to meet like a couple weeks later and everything that I asked them to do, they did in the timeline, everything. And How I was highly impressed. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I was highly <laughs> impressed. Responsiveness is a huge, <laughs> and their, a huge And their first song, um, it's called On Fire. Everybody that I've played it for is just blown away by it, including myself. I'm yeah. just like, wow, this yeah, is an amazing song. You well, heard yeah, it, when, yeah. You, when you played that for me, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Because like, it's, it's kind of like in that future bass kind of... I was going to say we should describe the sound. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's kind of in that vein, but like... There's just so much soul in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's the sax. It's the sax. Yeah. But, but, like, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it's definitely got... But he's not half-assing the sax. No, no he's, he's working like, the fuck out of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I used to play the saxophone, so, like, I'm a, a little especially critical when I hear other people playing a saxophone. Mm-hmm. Not that I was, like, on his level or whatever, but, like... You know, it's it's like us as DJs. When you see another DJ play, even if that DJ is better than you, then you're just still kind of still sitter. critiquing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, whenever I hear, but like when you played that for me, oh my god! He has uh, so Cody has. I want to say he said ten years. It might be longer. I don't know, but he's got classical music background mm. training, so he's yeah. been playing the sax for a long time. Um, yeah, Jared, played, which is the DJ, he plays the drums. Yeah, I think I played for like four years. Yeah, before I gave it up, but. Yeah, the, I was uh, walking around behind the DJ booth, and they were hanging out back there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see him at first, and then one of them tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, you're the guys! Hey, yeah!" <laughs> and I'm like, I immediately go into, "Hey, how did you guys meet? What's going on? What's your? How'd you? You blah blah blah." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But you're the passionate DJ podcast, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, so it was funny. We had this little like cross fanboy fan moment, moment yeah. going on, you know. And yeah. so I think we're gonna try to get those guys on. Yeah, because uh, I was watching security, yeah, yeah. and Cody walks up. He's like, "Mo, right?" And I'm like. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> is there a problem? Oh wait, you're the you're the crystal, you're the dude. Hey, come on back, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, get your ass yeah, back here, they're, man. They're great guys, yeah. man. They yeah, have they great attitudes, nice. good vibes. Um, they're they listen, they, they they digest everything, and you know everything that you ask of them, they they do. Yeah. You know? Um. So I decided. So here's to, what they need to do next. If you're listening, write two more tracks and let me remix one of them. <laughs> <laughs> They actually, um, they put together a track. They heard Seth, one of Seth's songs. Oh, yeah. So they wrote a track, and I want to say it was D minor, maybe. Sure. Um, but he wrote a track. He sent it to me specifically for Seth to sing on. Very cool. Yeah, but he wanted me to scrap it because he's got something else that he wants to give Seth instead. No, no, no. no trip, you get a hold of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you guys should definitely work together, though. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, I got they did, him. They did do, accomplish the first step, though, with the bomb-ass photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw those pictures. Yeah, well, that was one thing that kind of shocked me about those guys, and I don't want to give too much away, if, you know, because I want to bring them on and ask, you know, get this in their right. words. But you know, I, I was kind of like, so how long have you guys been doing this? And they were like, oh, eight months or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, because they had, I mean, they had the logos, yep. they had well, visuals, they Jared, had the Jared is crowd control. Um, he's a graphic designer. Mm. Cody has a degree in, in, in marketing. That's what he's going to school for okay. as well. Um, the visuals that were on the board were all in-house except their logo. Okay. Which they, which the, the way they take put away it, their logo, though, that is, he yeah. designed that logo as well. But it was all like... When it, and it, even on top of that, like 
the way that they were like interacting with the crowd, the crowd and, and yeah. get, I mean, everybody was like, it wasn't just like everybody standing around watching mm-hmm. like a boring concert. Everybody right. was like, oh yeah, yeah and interacting and cheering behind and, the booth and everything. You'd think yeah, they were yeah. doing it for 15 years. Absolutely. You know? So, so yeah, I'm, me seeing me seeing all that, I, I, um, I decided to get behind them a little bit and use some of my contacts to get them on some stages. I, awesome. you know, one of their, one of their first goals was to play the stage a mask <laughs> and I made that you made know, that I mean, happen happened nice. for them, and um, there's a couple other things that are in the works that can't be announced right now. But um, second bomb ass photo shoot, uh, right? <laughs> um, no, I got them a, a really, really, really good gig coming up in the springtime. Nice, yeah. Um, I, I believe in the guys, you know. Yeah, I believe in it. It's not that often that you come across somebody who has the whole package. Right. right. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that have talent. There's a lot of people out there who have an ear. There's even a lot of people out there that have stage presence. There's other people who have a, an eye and, and a knack for the marketing and for the logos and for all of that sort of stuff. But it's very rare that anybody has, or even a duo has the whole package all mm-hmm. nice, neat put yeah. together and, and meshed well and, and working well together and hits the ground running with it right away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like while being full-time college students. Yeah. Right. Right. So it, it, yeah. Shout it, out to crystal grid. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> a straight up hustle right there. Yeah. I, I would, I don't care who you are, or where you're listening from. I, I, I would say definitely check these kids out and keep your eye on them. Cause uh, I've, I've got a good feeling about them. Yeah. You know, the other thing I liked about the, the show overall, too, was it was a, a very... Yeah, I think I told you this on the phone, Tony. It was everything that I like about three dimensional. It was mm-hmm. such a three dimensional yeah, show, right? Because so. I mean, yeah. you always have. <laughs> that's those, funny. That's the way. That's the best way to describe it. You know, yeah, it was because you had because three dimensional has this way. Just you know, speaking semi from the outside of like bringing kind of an undergroundish sound. And mm-hmm. then like a newer sound together. Now in this case, you know, there's some overlap with Dirty Bird artists. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit of mainstream appeal there. But and then the Crystal Grid, which is kind of more of in the vein of what I don't know, grammatic, I guess, or mm-hmm. something. The, the Grizz, but not so grizz. funky. Yeah, future bass. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. A little th- bit that of kind jazzy, of sound. jazz type. Like, right, but it was very yeah. musical. Oh, right? very much. You know what I mean? And so you, it's like okay. Three dimensional is going to bring these crowds together, mm-hmm. and we're going to show you the best of both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I really appreciate that about shows. It like was that. Um, Kim did a really good job too. I was very very impressed with Kim. Yeah. Um, the opening DJ something was going wrong with record box and the CDJs or something. Um, so Kim ended up taking his spot. She got there early. Luckily, um, she played his slot. And then played her own slot as Damn. well. Oh, I, didn't, she, I missed all yeah, that. Yeah, she she did a wonderful job, man. She killed it. Um, Gateway, which went on after Crystal Grid, he did really well. Also, he's um, that was his last show here. He's moving to L.A. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. The best thing that I liked really about that show was the fact that I wasn't on the lineup. I didn't have to. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about playing and hosting a show. So yeah. I was able to. Um, go downstairs and then come back upstairs and and check everybody out that was playing. Yeah, you know, I got to like see everybody's set and some of it. And going from the downstairs, you know that that bassy vibe and real bright lights, and then you walk upstairs and just to this dark ass room with with house and some techno and tech house. It was just so like two different vibes. 
but they very were both cool. So fun. Very yeah. cool. Very fun. Great vibes in both rooms, man. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It, it, I have to admit though, like that that LED wall is is it, it's it's intimidating. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got there a little late. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really bummed that I miss uh, missed Crystal Grid, but I did catch some of Gateway mm-hmm. and the and and nobody except for maybe Bobby mm-hmm. had seen me. You know, so I'm, I'm walking into the downstairs room and I just go back to the bar and I just kind of stand there, you know, scan the crowd, see what's going on, who's around, and then taking in the music and uh, whatever he was playing, there was like the longest breakdown ever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I thought it was like a progressive trance track from 1999 <laughs> about to, you know, come Just bang it back. Right now. Yeah. But and, and I mean, I'm not criticizing the song. It was, it was really cool. Um, but, and, and as I'm like kind of scanning the crowd, but then like this led wall, is literally like you don't need any other lights in that no. room because this God, is so it's, right. it's high def, mm-hmm. and I'm just like my eyes are my my retinas are burning, and I'm just uh, okay, okay. But you know, just checking out the crowd, like all these kids are like, and I say kids, I mean these are literally people half our age, but mm-hmm. like they are having such a great time, and they are totally into that music, and just I was just I was blown away because. You know, I, I do like to expose myself a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Whoa. <laughs> to- whoa, 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 whoa. Not that kind of show, buddy. Right. <laughs> Haven't you been watching the news? <laughs> <laughs> it did come up. Right. <laughs> the one thing, we're the one show not talking Fucking about. Right. Um, but no, I do like to expose myself to new music, as, as Tony was talking about before, just to make sure that I'm not falling into... You know that old man trap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because there's, there, there is music that I gravitate toward. There is music that I prefer. But any time that I start listening to music and everything else sucks except for things that were made between 1994 and 2003, like you know, then, then yeah. So you got to witness what I witness on a big scale, right? Not real, not, not knowing the music, not really into the music, but seeing the kids love it and have a good time. Right. Imagine that times twenty thousand people, right. and it's really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. But so, but I had the exact same experience. So after I kind of took it all in, appreciated it for what it was, because once the song came in, it was a little. Uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Maybe aggressive mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of BPM and 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 tone and and character. But that one forty hard style. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if it, if that boom, was one forty. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom, like boom, boom, boom. It was boom. like one fifty five. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, but the you know, the guy was killing it. Kids mm-hmm. were loving it, and uh, and I was and I told myself, okay, I'm good. I checked it out. Now it's time to go upstairs. And yeah, coming up those stairs and it, that just that that function one, it's like, <laughs> and it's dark and it's just like yeah. you just walk into that tunnel before you hit the floor and yeah. it's just like, oh god, it's the closest thing I'll get to a warehouse yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the future. You know, like it, it is. It's great. I love that place. But um, well, you know, the the thing I I noticed about the was it this this past weekend was it <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had the two crowds 
it's a little more diverse than that, but just for simplicity's sake, you had the two crowds, you know, the upstairs crowd and the downstairs crowd, mm-hmm. and they were both there and listening to their thing, but they were all interacting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were talking to each other. They were pulling each other upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. More so than like, any others that you've you've done so far. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was like I, I noticed it. It wasn't pointed out to me. It wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. I was just like, wow, this is different in that way. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, there was just a cool three-dimensional Esque synergy there that I thought, and I thought it was, was almost really cool. like a tide because you know as I'm standing there doing security like it would be packed and then it would thin out mm-hmm. then be packed again and then would thin out and I was like and I so I sent my son down I was like Nico go what's going go see what's going on downstairs like oh they're all downstairs you come back up and I'm like okay cool I was like as long as they didn't leave because yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was getting a little nervous I was like Jesus she's about to start and everybody's fucking gone and, then, <laughs> and all of a sudden like it would get bigger and bigger I was like okay, okay. what we decided to do on this one is close the downstairs at one o'clock yeah when, when the headliner went on upstairs yeah. so it kind mm-hmm. of I like brought that. everybody upstairs and it was good but um, it. Uh, in hindsight, it kind of hurt bar sales downstairs. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to kind of go back to the drawing board just a little bit um, and maybe close the downstairs at 2 o'clock. And then, because you still have, depending on however long the headliner wants to play, at least another hour of the headliner. And if they want to go till 5 o'clock in the morning, Luke will let them go till 5 o'clock and, in the morning. And it damn near happened this weekend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Jay Flip, I mean, she's a... Beast, yeah, dude. she's she's, she's a very lot of fun. Good, very good. Very nice. Like, yeah. Yeah, this was a this was a really good bill, Tony, for Thank sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, good job, bro. That was Appreciate amazing. It. Yeah. As always. I mean. Um I understand that this is, you know, passionate DJ podcast, but you know, sometimes our our world uh overlaps with the producer world. And uh so Ableton Live is coming out with version ten uh in the first quarter next year. Um, didn't they just do a massive update? Uh, they, they, they've been doing uh, a bunch of, uh, uh, cumulative releases uh-huh. throughout the year. Um, I think they're up to like nine, six or nine, seven okay. now. Um, so the, it, 10 a whole was, new version, huh? Yeah. So 10 was due. Um, there's a bunch, I'm, I mean, this is not the time, place or Avenue to go over all of the really awesome stuff that they're doing with 10. Um, but, uh, if you're on live nine, jump on now and get your 30% off discount uh, mm. on uh, before the first of the year, I think, or, or there, there's like, there's definitely a cutoff. Um, but then I also got two emails today. That was really cool. One is um, one was from a company called Melodics. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It sounds I've heard of it before. Um, I don't know what they do. So they, they also teamed up and uh, with uh they they teamed up with Ableton to offer um, free courses for people who want to learn how to play keys. Oh, okay. And it's and it's a self. So it, it, it like I checked out the website. I haven't signed up for it yet, but I checked out the website and looked at like one of their like demo videos. And it's kind of like Guitar Hero for <laughs> your MIDI controller. Really? Yeah, it's pretty slick. Like well, that actually sounds fun. Yeah. So like <laughs> it, it puts up on the screen. It shows you the 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 keyboard piano roll layout, and then as notes are are falling down the screen then you hit the keys in in time and it grades you it scores you and it and it Hmm. teaches you music theory and chord progressions it's got all these different lessons so you need to get ellie in front of that like right now (laughs) (laughs) need to get my ass in front of it right now (laughs) but um what was cool though is that like so 
melodics.com like that that particular website they have a free tier that you can sign up for and play around with some of their free stuff but ableton if you sign up with their coupon code or whatever then um they get you like 60 additional lessons for free so yeah it was like it was pretty impressive and i thought i had never even heard of this thing i had seen it for guitars but like not not anything you know but it makes sense right Mm -hmm. like i mean that like why didn't we think of that (laughs) damn it (laughs) next time right (laughs) um and then finally uh our friends over at mixed in key just uh released something new today i saw that um so we talked about odyssey when we were talking with them and what they've done is they've kind of they've taken Odyssey and broke it up into pieces. So you we can, should explain what Odyssey is. Oh for- yeah, yeah. So Odyssey is their product. It's basically a musical scratch pad that allows you to just kind of bang out musical ideas really quick. So they've got a bunch of like preset drum patterns and chord progressions okay. and all of that kind of stuff, and you can kind of maneuver and put these things together and then once you come out with a basic idea you can continue to like customize that idea write melodies Mm. over it and all of that um like a groove box kind of work right exactly and then once you have an idea that you like then you can export the midi and import that midi into your daw and then you've then you can apply your own sound design your own samples and all of that stuff to it well james uh, when we interviewed him, kind of alluded that they were working on something Odyssey-like for uh, a VST type of thing mm. for for uh, DAWs. And so that's what they released today. So now there's like, I think they are, they're calling it Captain Plugins. And each one of the sections, so there's like Captain Hooks and Captain Chords and <laughs> Captain Drums or something like I, I, I might be getting those uh, those names wrong but um, and the whole if you already own uh, Odyssey then you get the whole suite for 50 bucks okay yeah and it plugs right into Ableton or whatever or Logic or you know Cubase did you say it runs as a VST yeah uh, VST I think uh, well right now it's it's Mac only so I'll, I'll oh, I'd be willing to bet audio it's audio unit, unit. yeah but uh so yeah, so like now you don't have to have this external thing. You can actually do the what Odyssey does, but still nice. do it natively within your DAW. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's uh, I I purchased it. I haven't installed it yet. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll get a chance to play with that a little bit. Yeah, I want to know how that goes, man. Because like anything that gets you from from concept to a start of a product is. It sounds right up my alley. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Especially like, I mean, I, I, you know, anybody that I talk to about my production workflow and process, yeah. like, I mean, for, for years, I mean, I've, I've tried, you know, to build in every like music theory hack and, um, and every, uh, time saver that I can into my Ableton templates. Like I've got enti- like an entire template that, you know, had already has like 512 drum samples already built into it. And all of these like different like channels yeah. for everything. And then, you know, some channels that are already set up for chords and some that are already set up for, you know, keys and leads and bass and, 
uh, neuro sound design. Like I've got all of these things already set up that way, no matter what it is that I want to do, I can just sit down and get started, you know, as quickly as possible because I don't have a whole lot of time. Nice. But the problem is, is then like, like, you know, I said at the beginning, what if I just don't have the motivation and I just sit there and kind of hit buttons like the look on Tony's face yeah. right now. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that, that's one of the things that like I, I really appreciate about them taking that step because anything that I can build in and and save a little bit more time to like you said get from concept to a product that I I feel good about that has a good solid foundation something that I can build up from uh, that that's yeah. gold in this studio it is gold for sure all right I think we better wrap it up but I do want to uh, point out really quickly uh, Next week is going to be our holiday episode, and then following that is going to be our annual New Year's episode, and then we are going to be taking a two-week break, so the first two weeks in January, there will not be a new episode going live, so don't freak out, don't panic, we'll be back, Uh, but just wanted to announce that so you guys are prepared for it. Uh, Got a lot of positive feedback on our cables issue, which I know we were really worried about, being (laughs) super nerdy and dry and boring. We actually, people really enjoyed it. So uh, be prepared for some more super nerdy content. (laughs) Did you guys seem to like it? Um, And uh, this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Peace. See See ya. Easy. what they're doing and and you can't hate them for getting money i mean right. they're doing what they need to do to to do whatever they do but <laughs> because what they do is what they do and mm. when they do that they, they done did it <laughs> you know wait you a know? minute <laughs> that's a hit yeah record yeah look record that, that yo <laughs> i i do like what they're doing with some of the beats though oh yeah I'm not yeah, a big yeah.